Off the ball. You two lads are from Leinster, so it's no wonder you're given out with the provincial championship. I don't want to take away the provinces. Who grew the geographical line back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. We're about half an hour away from the draw for the All Ireland quarterfinals. Uh, in preparation for that, uh, I'm delighted to see Anthony Moyles with us. Anthony, good morning to you. Morning, Jer. How are you? Tough, tough weekend for the Kildare supporters out there. We may as well do two minutes on this at the top. Ten, maybe. Let Shane have his lap of honour. <laughs> Big story of the weekend is obviously Galway and Mayo. But um, I, I was making the point earlier on that the difference between Division 1 and Division 2 football, um, it's, it's, it's not obvious always, but it's kind of obvious in that, like, more often than not, Monaghan made the right decisions. And look, you know, this is very wise after the fact and mm. a bit of scoreboard journalism. Um, there's just a slight difference between the Division 1 teams and the Division 2 teams. Normally, you get away with more as a Division 1 team. You know more. You've got a little bit more self-confidence in the last few minutes. Because I actually thought, like, on the balance of play, Kildare could easily have won that game. And if they'd won the game, it wouldn't have been... Uh, it, it was not a smash and grab from that perspective. So... If you're trying to build a team who's going to be a, a competitor, you have to be in Division One, season in, season out. And it's very hard otherwise. Yeah, and I think it's, it, it comes down to decision making, really. Um, and it's 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 at those it's at the finer points in the game that those decisions really mm. matter. You know, so it's it's the thing of that when you're in Division One and when you're coming up against the teams that you come up against week in week out. Um, and you're in those times of, say, five-minute plays, six-minute plays, which is six minutes left to go, and you're training for that, and you're making the right decisions. You're holding on to the ball for a period of time during that. You're making decoy runs. You're, you're trying to get your shooter onto the ball. Or it's a bit more frantic. And as you go down the divisions... This, the conditioning levels have improved massively over in, 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 in the country, right? So so most teams are conditioned now to a point where they will stick with you. And of course, as you go from 4 3 two, one, it gets better and better and better. So skill levels, yep, yeah, same thing. You know, most, most fellas can, you know, are, are adept left, right, can do what they need to do. But it's those small decisions, and especially as the pressure builds. So as the pressure cooker increases... And as that kind of moment it gets in, there's more jeopardy on the line. That's the new buzzword at the moment. But there's more on the line. There's, there's all of those instances. And you see it right over the weekend. You know, you can pick the, pick the, pick the situations out, you know, watching the Mead match, Mead cruising. And then a couple of incidents where all they needed to do was reward the runner. You know, just give a simple little hand pass, runner coming off the shoulder, and it's either a goal or it's an easy point, and you put another sword in Antrim, and instead they don't, and Antrim managed to still have breath. Mm. Same thing with Kildare. Couple of incidents where they reward the runner. You should just slip the ball, take an easy score, you know, or open up a goal chance. Um, you don't do it, and you might get a point, whereas Tree was really on, on, on the line. And it doesn't matter whether, Jared's in the first minute, or the 75th minute, you know, when those decisions have to be made. So you look at Mayo on the goal, ball comes through, beautiful run by McBreen. Next thing, mm. Aidan O'Shea has only one thing in his mind, which is, I ain't going for this. This is a, just a simple little one-two hand pass back, you know, reward the runner that's in the back of the net. Tierney on the other end comes up, instead of going round the keeper, 
you know, I know it's easy to say from here, but he tries to kick it and he blows a straight up reef. So it's just, it's just those, it's, it's decision making around. And, and, and generally the teams that win are the fellas who are just better. And it's not even, a, it, it is a skill thing, but it's also a mindset and it's also being ready for that and doing it, as I say, week yeah. in, week out. And, and adaptability to pressure. The yeah. one the one caveat to all this, obviously, is Cork, who have now beaten Division 1 um, talent back-to-back weeks. And I think we should really, um, you know, do them the proper service of analysing that game and their performance and, yeah. and just the quality of it because and maybe maybe this year actually when you look at Division 2 it was like full of really good teams we had essentially two Division 1 teams in Derry and Dublin mm-hmm. and now it turns out Cork were a mm-hmm. really excellent side as well so um, you know maybe I'm maybe I'm clutching at straws uh, for trying to find a reason for Kildare uh, but from Cork's perspective like this is, does seem like it's the birth of a team who are going to be a proper championship team. So bear in mind, we're, we're more than likely going to have this for the next three years. This, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you would expect now Cork to be contenders to reach quarterfinals in each of those years on the basis of what we're seeing at the moment. There's a style, there's a pattern of play, there's a, a rapid uh, athleticism to their counterattacking, and they certainly have big game mentality, able to stick with Roscommon when it looked like various patches that yeah. they were going to end up being the Division 2 team against the Division 1 team, but um, to be able to book that is very impressive. I think Cork, over the last number of years, uh, they played an awful lot to suit other people's styles. You know, I think they, they realised that maybe they didn't have it in the tank with regard to what we were just speaking about there in, in conditioning. You know, remember a year or two ago they played Kerry in the Munster and they stuck with them for a long time, about 55, 60 minutes, and then Kerry just blew them away in that last 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I think there was a belief in their own mind that they couldn't stick with these teams. And I think now... Which is strange over the course of a year, and and by the way, it just doesn't happen in one year. It happens over. There has to be a body of work that comes, but generally it culminates in a match where it comes to a big scalp. And when you take that big scalp, the difference it makes to a dressing room, the difference it makes to belief. The management can tell you as much as they they can see it every night. They can see well, we're 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 hitting it. You can tell the players. You say, listen, you're right on an equal par. But it doesn't matter because when they cross that white line, it's that little voice in the back of their head saying, "You're just not there. Yet. You're just not good enough." You know. And then someone like a Clifford scores a point off you, and you think, "Oh," and you retreat back into your shell rather than going getting the ball and racing up the pitch and sticking the ball over the bar yourself, which mm-hmm. lots of the cork cornerbacks did and fullback did. I think he scored another two or three points at the weekend so that confidence that comes from you know you don't get up there and you look to dish it off to a corner forward you get up there and you go no no I can kick this and that's that's all the belief chair and, and it, it does come from those big scalps and you can see it you know there was lots of people after round one and round two of the league were kind of saying where are Cork going are Cork possibly looking at relegation and now yeah, you know no one would want them because by the way they have all the attributes that you want very, very tight and powerful six at the back, very capable, mm. loads of pace, and they're nasty. They can give it to you if you want. Massively powerful midfield, very mobile, can take scores. And then you have a forward line. I think, okay, the forward line maybe is one to two fellas, maybe short. But still, if they get Hurley back, if they have Sherlock, uh, Jones as well, they've got, they've got some Enigma players, they've got some, you've got some, you know, they've got, got, got a lot of power up there as well. 
you know they're, they're, they've and they've got momentum now. Yeah, you know, the old famous momentum, which is which is behind them. I felt very sorry for Roscommon, I have to say, because I don't think that makes Roscommon a bad team. No. By the way, uh, they were within a hair's breadth of winning it and possibly could have. Like daily, I know there's going to be lots of talk about referees, but was it a foul? Was it not a foul? Yeah, I'm not sure. What, you know, is it a foul? I don't think you can throw the ball up to yourself. But but, like, what, what's the difference between bouncing it? Did Aidan O'Shea in the did he ham, remember in the first did he hand pass that through and then because re- I thought he lost control yeah. and then regathered it in, See, in a, the and you know it's a very grey area like if you lose control it's seen as okay you've just you've just lost control but if you throw it to yourself as in then it bounced yeah yeah I know you can't yeah yeah I know yeah but but, but I'd like to you hear know, the referee so, in this one it is but I thought it, it was a great game and they do deserve credit for it uh, because you know Roscommon put it back to them Roscommon we knew Roscommon wouldn't die they've yeah. been doing it all year you know they have been showing what to do but I also felt Roscommon's again their maybe their reliance on well we're going to, going, to, going to choke the game I thought they could have went for the jugular a bit more um, and I think when they went five down they had to come out and play and they showed that they can play and they can kick scores remember mm. I think if they applied that a little bit more in the first half I think they would have had enough room but fair play to Cork they're there on merit and I think to get far we've talked about this before you need scorers from the wing back positions and from like uh, you mentioned like Matty Taylor I think was man of the match for Cork yesterday scoring from the back Tommy Walsh as well Conor McCarthy had 1-2 for Monaghan yesterday he had 1-2 against Clare recently as well from wing half back like the thing about Cork as well is and we'll find out obviously in the draw shortly but so they can either get Dublin, Derry or Armagh and we could be sitting here in half an hour's time going Cork against either of those Ulster teams and they'll fancy a scalp I'm not saying they can't beat Dublin either by the way I think I think Cork regardless of which of those three teams they get will will think they'll they have a strong chance of getting to a, a semi-final. Well, you kind of you now go back to a little bit about tradition and mindset. And Dublin would never fear Cork. And I know they say, "Oh, they, but but it does matter. It does matter." They they'll they, you saw it this year. They'll say to themselves, "We were right there. We had that game potentially." Mm. And I don't. I I, I honestly sorry. Cork will never fear, fear Dublin. Sorry, Cork yeah, will yeah. never fear Dublin. Uh, it's it's it's. It is a situation now. Look, I mean, you, you have it so evenly poised, you know. And I know, even you know, whether it was Monaghan or Kildare, um, Monaghan as well will come in and say, like, I think there's a few sitting ducks in that last four. I really do. I think Kerry are sitting ducks. I know. I know. I. I. I honestly think you take. I think if you have a good enough plan, I think Kerry are teetering. I really do. All of a sudden, I want Monaghan to draw Kerry. I just don't. I just. I think. I think you can set up against them. Did they not fix their problems? And I, I know you can't tell because it's loud and loud. Uh, for whatever reason, against the two big teams, didn't do what they were supposed to do and, and play the defensive structure that we know they're capable of. So it doesn't make any sense. But did they not? Did Kerry not just get the the memory of being All Ireland contenders? No. No. Louder beating Docker at that stage. You know they were gone. Whatever the loud lads had put in for those two previous games, which was immense, and you know they they nearly pulled it out mm-hmm. of the bag against Mayo with the they, they were they were done. So in the back of your mind, you're saying yes, but then after fifteen or twenty minutes or thirty five or forty minutes, you just start to go. You know what? I'm feeling a bit sore. I'm a bit tired. It has been a long year, and you're done. You know, and then Kerry do what they can do to you. Yeah. Well, do we not then now on the basis of how well Cork have played need to go back and revisit how? Kerry just took care of business in that first half and the second half was boring because the game is over. Like, is that not something that would give Kerry a bit of confidence? Again, but I did, I, 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 it wasn't the same Cork team as, as, as what, what would be sitting there this morning. 
Like if you're if you're if you're if you're the court management team, you're going in there and the court players. There is a completely different vibe, and 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 for all of them, Monaghan will feel the same. You know, Monaghan will revisit that and say, right, what can we do that we that we didn't do well, but we're still here, mm. and and we're we're onto it again. Mayo, absolutely full of pomp after the weekend, full of confidence. Mad for action. Someone, like, like, and Tyrone, by the way, because yeah. people are kind of <laughs> we're forgetting sneaking, about Tyrone. And you know what? People will kind of go, "Ah, oh, don't he go with the troubles?" And I watched. I said to myself, "I hadn't watched the Tyrone thing," so I said, "I'll just watch the highlights." But I actually watched the full game last night mm. because I was like, oh, in the first four minutes, I was like, "Holy gee!" I said, "I haven't seen this from Tyrone." Since the All-Ireland, they absolutely railroaded Donegal. Yeah. They wouldn't let them out of their own half. They were so physical. They were unbelievably skillful. It was actually like watching, watching the Canavan lads. is like you're watching plus 16 on the fast forward. It's just, they're, just, they're just so fast. They're running around everywhere. It's just yeah. like, what am I doing? Like it, it is Dealt with the wind as well, probably better Dealt than with Donegal, the wind. There. You know, and that Donegal, Donegal, by the way, did not lie down. Donegal put in a performance. Mm. They had all their big lads back. Um, Ed Rourke stepped down, by the way. Um, yeah. Like uh, yeah. The job that he did is, you know, quietly one of the great managerial shepherding of a chaos and, mm. and rescuing. I think he's, he's certainly done his reputation no end of good. Like if you were a county anywhere close to where he lives, you'd be ringing him up and saying, do you want to join the backroom team? You know. Uh, if yeah. you're a manager and he, he he said afterwards that it's a full-time job and it, it didn't feel like maybe the immediate aftermath of that Donegal job in particular he's not too mad keen but I'd be looking to get him involved he seems to know what he's doing mm, he's a very smart guy he was, a, he was a great player on the pitch he was a smart player on the pitch he knew where to be um, you know he pulled strings for Armagh um, within a, a very very talented team and a lot of other fellas got a lot of credits whereas he was very he, he was happy to stay in the background but actually be a guy that if you spoke to them would say he's the man by the way he's the man who makes us tick so he's a, I think also he, you know, he tipped the hat to Paddy Carr what's going on up there was out of their control mm. shall we say but to be able to bring those fellas back to put in the performance that they have put in over the last while has been brilliant I saw someone posting a stat yesterday on Twitter saying like was it 70 something percent of teams that had the rest week as in the carries of this world for this weekend coming got through and end up winning the game. But I'm wondering, like, would you prefer to be in the position of of the teams with that extra week break, or are you looking at going momentum, a nice win under your belt? At this the week? NFL, was that not the start? In Could have been, it, yeah, possibly it was. Yeah. But like, yeah. I guess it, it stands to reason for well, sport generally. Like, yeah, if you have the week's break, it, it helps. But then maybe momentum is the thing you want. I think Kerry. To go back to that, I know we're jumping around here a bit, but there's just so much going on. I think Kerry. Like it was weird yesterday when I look at Galway, right, and and I see Comer and Walsh, the two biggest players that they have, and how you know obviously an injury and just a serious lack of form. If you roll it back, Comer missed a massive amount of obviously true injury, and I honestly think people talk about preseason and you know you can get fit. I think you can get fit over a period of time for one game. But it's very difficult when you've missed a body of work, okay, to come back for a grueling bum 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 bum. Right? That that takes because the body starts to go, where is the stuff that you did in and it literally is. It goes back to what you did in December and January. It's that stuff of having it in the tank. Um he didn't have it. And he has broken down, shall we say. Walsh with Kilmacud's exploits he came back late all those different things because he looks a pale shadow of himself you know if you even watch him outside of his shooting just watch him in general play didn't really want to get involved you can see the movement is kind of 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 a similar shape 
But it's not at the same pace or explosiveness. Correct. It's not at the same. He he looks like he doesn't look as conditioned as he was in previous years. He looks like he has just settled mm. back. And I don't know if it's that move. I don't know if it's travelling up and down. Maybe he's not. You know, it's 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 a tricky situation. And like I culminated in yet terribly surprised if Croaks went deep again. Would you? So correct. Oh. You know. So it's a hard thing for him. And 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 I honestly think that decision. You know, even though uh, maybe I sat a little bit on the fence because, look, I, I moved clubs plenty of times. Um, but that decision seemed like a bit of a seminal moment for him um, because not only was he making the decision of moving club, but he was now saying to the county team, you know, and, and it's a, of course it's around his work, right? And it's a difficult thing to do. But when you have that gap, you're not with the squad. You're not doing as much stuff as they are doing. You're not, you're not getting the stuff in the tank that we spoke about. Um, and you become a little bit of an outsider. You just do, you know. Um, and it's a, it's a hard thing for him. And you could kind of see it yesterday um, because it was, you know, his performance yesterday was way below par. Um, so was that Galway's window? Is Galway's window shut? I think it possibly... Look, they still have enough talent. I don't think they're nasty enough. I know that's been thrown at Galway a lot. And what does that mean? I don't mean that you're boxing the head off, but what I mean is, is that you, you, are, you have enough leaders and fellas who are able to stand up. Conroy did it yesterday. Um, Killian Day did, maybe, did yeah. it yesterday. Um, it means you're a flat-track bully when you've got the win behind you. You have an eight-point lead instead of a five-point lead. Yeah, you know, you know it is. Ruthlessness about going for the goal chances to kill the opposition, mm. even though... Correct. You know, and, and, and when I look at the teams left, I, I, the first thing I would look at is, 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 well, nastiness, ruthlessness. Who's going to do it? Who's going to put it up to you from 2 to 15? Who's going to give you to you all day long? And we talk about Tyrone. Tyrone are very much definitely back. They have regained that. Yeah. Um, and they have it, right? I'd so, like to see Tyrone against Dublin in the next round. That would be... Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be, yeah, that would be, that'd be a series. Because again, I, you know, have Dublin got it? I, you know, there's still question marks over Dublin. Uh, I think they still have the players to do it. But again, so so... When you look at the guys, I think it was imperative to get that rest week. Mm. And I think it's made a big, big help for them. Potentially, if they use it well. Because what you don't do is you don't run the dog out of them. You don't say, like, you need to, you need to give these guys, you need to say, right, well, we're actually going to use this in a, in a very um, efficient manner. Dublin needed it, I think. So the likes of James yeah. McCarthy and these guys would have been absolutely begging for that kind of a week to refresh. Yeah. And I think Kerry really needed it. Derry, not so much. Derry, I think, are one of those momentum-type teams. Mm. They want to keep going. They want to keep steamrolling whoever's in front of them. When they sit back, it might be, hmm, we're thinking about this for a bit too long. I think our man needed it. Yeah. Right? Definitely. So, but again, it's that freshness versus yeah. this energy. That's, that's the big question coming into this weekend. I could see Derry or Armagh toppling either Dublin or Kerry in a big game at this stage. Of the teams who've come through yesterday, can you see any of those causing a... Well, obviously Mayo. Can, can Mayo beat a Dublin or Kerry? I think they can. Um, I think Mayo... That felt like a one-point hammering yesterday for me. You know, I think it was... I think, yeah. I think Mayo, for some reason, had literally the foot in the throat and they kind of went, ah, we'll just rest it there for a while and then eventually we'll apply it. Like, they really... Uh, they, they own the second half um, and and I thought they were you know Galway did rise a bit but I think Mayo kind of 
retreated a little bit and said, right, we'll bring you on to us and then we'll just kick a couple of scores and they tried to manage the last few minutes. Um, I still think, don't think he has found his... Again, like they're a smart management team, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to do horses for courses. Um, but I think he probably want to give a few lads a few wake up calls yeah. post the last game um, because I didn't really understand. I know Ohara was sick, but I was kind of going Matty Ruan. I think he is needed in there because definitely when you get into Crow Park, you need that speed and you know kind of agility and all of those that different things you should get from your half back in midfield. Mm. And I think it's imperative that he gets Ruan back into that sector. Is the Mayo kicker? Kickouts are a concern. Like you looked at even yesterday, I think it was four out of their thir- own thirteen kickouts they won. Whereas Galway were winning basically all of their own kickouts, yeah, albeit yeah. some of them were taken short. But but Mayo, you need to retain possession from your kickouts, and if you're not doing that against Dublin or Kerry, you're not going to win the game. No, you're going to be murdered, um, and that's why you know they had to bring obviously O'Shea out in that first half. You know, and they and they put him out there when they were facing into the breeze. Um, and and then what that did, of course, is it robbed them of that focal point up front where they were just able to dish the ball off left and right. And I thought I don't know who had a quite enough game, considering. Um, Sorry, they were first-half stats as well. So obviously they're, they're against the, the wind is a, yeah. is a factor, but still you need to have plan. Is, you, need a, you need to have plan. But, but you know, when you're playing against a big breeze mm. and a squeeze, it's very, very difficult. You know, it's very, very difficult because, you know, if you give a floating kick out, it just kind of hangs in the air and it can be destroyed. And if everyone's pressing up, it's, you have to just go long mm. and then you know you're literally just putting it out there 50, you know, and you're just you're just hoping for the best yeah what about the standard refereeing at the weekend obviously it, was, it came up for conversation in the aftermath hey, I hate giving out about referees but like yeah you know and so do I because you know we'll throw out the old stuff it is a difficult job all that thing but I, I'd, I'd say the main concern Ger um, for managers and for players um, is the fact that Never mind the standard, but the way games are being refereed between different games is so different. So over the weekend, the Russ Common game I thought was re- refereed really well, and there was a, there was a physicality that was let happen during the game, um, which is, it is a physical game, you mm. know. So, the only cards so was, came in, in stoppage time at the end, and I actually thought the red card was a bit ridiculous. It was definitely. Uh, now look, there's a, a raised. I raised hand, but there's definitely a, oh my God, you've touched me in the face after I've pushed you. Like, yeah, um, yeah. That, I find that sickening, but anyway. Yeah, but, you know, yes, but I, I think I think what what was very evident was, I think the, the, the referees, to be fair to them, have tried to pick up on the old hand over the shoulder and I grab you and I go down. Yeah. They, yeah. They've picked up a lot of the feigning of stuff. They've picked up a lot of fellas going down with their head, pretending that they're, especially after stuff like goals and things like that, trying to buy time, kill momentum. So they are picking up, but... The, the difference is so, so the Kildare game, you're kind of going, Jesus, everything was being blown. And then some things where you kind of go, how is that not a free? But those what decisions blown? In, the, in that game were different because they were like, and I, I look, I agree. I, I don't like to criticize referees. I tweeted during the game saying I think the officiating in that game was atrocious. But that's nothing personal against the referee. He just had a terrible, terrible day. But I, I, I also think Glenn Ryan's comments afterwards don't help when he's saying, what's he saying? I, I was chatting during the week. To someone that uh, this man is out of his depth, and he proved tonight he was out of his depth. And then he's talking about David Goff being on the sideline, and uh, uh, an official of that experience maybe yeah. should be refereeing instead. And he was start, he was saying things like Goff was agreeing with me during the game that some of the decisions were wrong. And I had sympathy for Dan Ryan because a lot of decisions against both teams were horrific. Well, uh, well, look, I think regardless of referees, what you need to try to do is you need to try to ref- make the referees' um, job easier. So in these games and 
we go back to our very, very, very first point about conditioning and about how teams are equalising mm. out over the last number of years, right? So you look at all the games. I don't know the exact stats on it, but even this week, last week, whatever it is, most games are being won by a point or two. So when a point or two comes to a situation where you get a free, which is like the one that's standing out to me in the Kildare game is, um, can't remember who makes him one. It might have been Carl O'Connell, who was again brilliant. Yeah. But Flynn, who was brilliant, hits him with his chest. Remember that one? And he bounces oh, yeah. him onto the ground yeah. and they get the ball back and it was a free in. Like that, that's the type of thing where you're, <laughs> Glenn Ryan's lying in bed last night or the, and he's just going, oh, like that's, that's an easy score. That's a tap over score. And it's something that comes back against you. And some fellas say, oh, it evens out. It doesn't often even no, out. No, to and be fair, Ryan O'Toole was stripped the ball from a Kildare player as well and had a, had a free given it for a perfectly good tackle. It was a tap over free again. But I, I, I do take your point. Yeah, but it's just, it's, just, it's just, yeah. And, and, but where I go back to trying to help them out. So the timekeeping thing. Like, and, and I heard what you said earlier on, and you were right. There was 40 or 50 odd seconds because they were taking someone off and then they were putting Wiley on. But what happens is people expect at 74 minutes, if it's four, people expect the whistle just to be blown. And then it goes on to 74 and a half, 75, 76. And you're kind of going, whereas they're de- they just need to bring in a, 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 ho- a hooter of sorts or whatever it is. Just say, right, it's going to this time, and bang, that's it. <laughs> it just stops all that. It takes it out of the referee. The, the referee should not have discretion at that time of the game. You know, because there's just too much on the line. And all the players know, right, literally it's 20 seconds to count down mm. or whatever it is. Um, because, you know, just make it easier for the fella. Yeah, yeah, because it looked like they weren't going to get a shot off in time. Yeah. And, then, and then they didn't. And then it's like, oh no, actually they had extra time, which they didn't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, which is a slightly fluky element of... Uh, <laughs> fluky. Of all that. Oh. Bitter, clear, man. Totally fluky. Yeah, wearing um, the hat or not? I, uh, the Mead Antrim game ended up being fairly dramatic in the end. Mead made hard work of it. <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah, they were cruising. Um, you know, Andy Mack has done, I think, a fantastic job up there. And Antrim are playing yeah. nice, nice brand of football, and they've got some really, good, really good players. Again, I think it's just decision making uh, when the pressure comes on, and you see it, and you saw it on both teams, um, um, but. Very, very equal in the first half. As a matter of fact, very, very equal game. Second half, Mead in that kind of a 10, 15-minute period and the start of the second half kind of stretched out, got a goal and kind of pushed ahead. Um, but then Antrim, to be fair, were eight points down, came right back into it um, and could have caught them, had chances at the end. They had a great goal chance where there was, four, I think it was like mm-hmm. a four-on-two or a four-on-three and I can't remember the player, but you just soloed it up and just miscontrolled it instead of, instead of quickly passing it through the hands. So look, Mead will be happy to be this disappointed but O'Rourke can kind of go in and say right here's stuff we need to work on for the next day and they're going to come up against Down who obviously gave Leash a bit of a, a tank Gordon Morris brilliant yeah like Morris Morris is, is, is has been moving well um, you know I think what they're doing is they're trying to bring pace and a little bit mm. of kind of you know that whippy kind of corner yeah. forwards in, in, into place with Lynch as well in the other corner they're not lacking in confidence those lads and when they get on top of you they will do it so you know Antrim there was, a, there was plenty of space in in front of that full forward line will they be favoured the same amount of space but of course it'll be Crow Park so you know it does it does make a difference um, Matthew Costello has, has you know has done really really well um, 
and did really, really well again, I think, over the weekend. You know, played played brilliant. And there's a young lad, Connor Gray, who's in midfield for me. He came from the under-20s. He's only 19 or so. Um, and I thought he had a powerful game as well. So they, they're, they're, they're really... They're, yeah, they're coming. You know, he's, he's given a lot of debutants and a lot of young lads their, 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 their games. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a work in progress, really. First, first draws out. Kerry versus Tyrone. Yeah, wow. S- sitting ducks. Bye bye, Kerry. You think so? Yeah. All oh, right, wow. The Canavans. You think that's the end? Yeah. Wow. Well, and I, I. So two of these are Saturday and two of these are Sunday. Oh, that's unbelievable. Kerry Tyrone. Yeah. You're excited? Yes. Well, Kerry could only get Monaghan or, or if Tyrone. I was Tyrone I, if I was Tyrone, I'd be excited. Uh, so that's the first one. Uh, the delay. <laughs> always delayed. Um, yeah. Not a, not a comment on anything. So, uh, if it's Kerry Tyrone, it's going to be Dublin Mayo, is it? No, Armagh. Well, Monaghan can now get uh, Armagh or Dublin. Armagh or Dublin. Because we obviously can't get Kerry anymore. And we can't get Derry, so yeah. Armagh versus Monaghan. It is. Is, is it confirmed? Yeah. Coming through now. Armand Monaghan, yeah. Would have probably... Yeah. Well, obviously, it's the draw there's, there's definitely wanted. the old hot ball, cold ball <laughs> going is it, on here. Is it the draw? <laughs> well, it, it, the alternative was Dublin or Kerry. So, yeah. For sure. Is it? Okay. Well, I, I think so. I think it's a, it's a game that both Monaghan and Armagh will, will both think they can win and relish. So, can Dublin Mayo meet? Uh, yeah, it's Derry versus Mayo or Mayo versus Dublin. And we'll, we'll know that in a moment. That's Dublin versus Mayo. Derry versus Cork, Dublin Mayo. Yeah, Derry Cork. So Derry will be happy. Uh, the, the Dubs versus Mayo in the quarterfinals. Is that what they wanted? Mayo are going to Mayo are going to beat Galway, Kerry, and Dublin in the same year in the championship and not win the All Ireland. That's what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just see it. Dublin Mayo, well, Kerry, Tyrone, the Derry, curse. Cork, and Monaghan Armagh. That's the draw. Kerry versus Tyrone, Armagh versus Monaghan, Derry versus Cork, and Mayo versus Dublin. Games we played in double headers uh, over the next great uh, games. weekend. Great games. They're fantastic games. Yeah. 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 But should the championships, the standard, it's, it's dead. It's terrible. The game it's is been, it's game, finished. It's game dead. Yeah. We need about 55 different rule changes <laughs> yeah. to get her exciting. Yeah. yeah. Before we go, I know you wanted to pay um, testimony to one of your, your former teammates, Dennis Keeley, who um, passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah, sad news. Very sad news. Um, over the weekend, Ger. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Dennis passed away on Saturday evening. Um and uh, yeah, look, I mean, just a, a brilliant fella, a great guy, a great teammate. Um, like for anyone that doesn't know, the Keelys were the backbone of you know a Dunshockland team that won three championships, senior championships in a row, and won a Leinster. And we're very unlucky not to win the All Ireland um, back in the early two thousands. Um, we had plenty of battles with them, and I was playing with, with Blackall Gales, and they were the they were the standard bearers, really. You know, and I always felt myself that if you wanted to be Dunshockland, you had to either at least equally match the Keelys because they were everything that was good in football. You know, dedicated, committed, um, like no matter when or how, they would just give everything. Every training session, you know, they were just, as I said, the standard bearers for everything, massively committed and passionate. Um, And it's, 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 you know, news came true from, you know, 
different fellas that obviously that we've played together and played on me teams with and played against Dennis and it's just it's just very very sad you know he leaves behind obviously a wife and and, and three small young lads um, and the Keeley family have suffered this year and last year their Dennis's sister Maria passed away last December so it's uh, it's very very hard on them um, and uh, yeah just you know a good good guy and uh, you know taken taken way too early unfortunately. We send our condolences to the, the Keeley family as well. Uh, good stuff, Anthony. Thanks for joining us today. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.